All right, because three is a crowd, I'm here today once again, as always, in the Blockhouse with Kelly. How's it going today, Kelly? Uh, it's great. I just wanted to tell you that because what? three is a crowd, yeah. I'm here today What? with su- special surprise guest, what? Kendra. Oh. Say hello. Oh my goodness. Hello, hello everybody. Three people. We are officially a crowd. We are officially, for the first yeah. time in this podcast history, a crowd. You know, I always thought it was three's a cloud. <laughs> It's very confusing. Exactly. It's very confusing. And we're not a cloud either. What this are we? is a Bob Dylan podcast. Oh. Yeah. Hopefully you knew what we were sitting you down for. <laughs> uh, we spend an entire week listening to a Bob Dylan song. And at the end of the week, we get together and we talk about it. I have been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. Kelly has heard roughly the same number of songs as the number of squares on a shogi playing board. And this week, we listen to the wonderful Baby, I'm in the Mood for You. Sometimes I'm in the mood, I want to live my milk cow low. Sometimes I'm in the mood, I want to leave my lonesome home. Yes, sometimes I'm in the mood, I want to hit that highway road. But then again, and then again, I said, oh, whoa, whoa, oh, babe, I'm in the mood for you. All right, so baby, I'm in the mood for you. And you know what I'm in the mood for? I'm you? in the mood for, oh. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, it's inherent in the title. I, I could be wrong. Wow. Uh, well, that, no, I'm in the mood for St. Patrick's Day. Ooh. The reason we're all together, and as we have been multiple times in our lives, yes. St. Patrick's Day. Uh, it's a national holiday for Kelly. It is. It's inexplicable why this is your favorite holiday. Oh, favorite. It's, it's I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. Let me tell you. Oh, good, good. Uh, I get to make a delicious meal. And uh, good, drink yeah. delicious drinks. That's um, true. Insensitively named drinks. You know the one. Yes. Uh, and I just love it. I don't know. I just like when I, I think when I first moved back to Colorado, it was just like I'm gonna I'm an adult, and you, you know you you move out of your parents' place when you're 23 because you don't have your shit together earlier than that to move out. So I, you want to make your own traditions, right? You're, you're away from your family for the first time. It's like I'm gonna pick a thing, and it's gonna be my thing. And I picked St. Patrick's Day because I'm like. <laughs> And get drunk and eat corned beef, and it sounds amazing. So I don't know. I just kind of did that every year, hit or miss. Sometimes I did go to Europe. That made it hard, uh, which is funny because you know we get closer to Ireland. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we when you actually Kendra when you moved here, I think it was right before St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, but that 2014 when you first moved. When you first moved, we here, got fucking destroyed. We got and wasted. You scream saying Lady Gaga standing on the coffee table. You broke the futon jumping on it. I did. Yes. And then what did we do at the end of the night? We bought tickets to, to against, see against me. me. That's right. And two weeks from now, we're going to see Laura Jane Grace. All three of us. Beautiful. What kismet. Wow. It's what all it's, coming back around. It's all lovely. Four years ago, we uh, we went up to Seattle. We drove up to Seattle. To meet me. To meet you That's at right. the Roosevelt. And we, yeah, we did. Remember, we went out to the bar. Yet again, it got was destroyed. Like, crowded. So crowded. <laughs> and we were like, Kelly, go ask for our money back. And you just got our money back. And we went off. Oh, we had a nice uh, nice meal. Uh, had some black and tans at yeah. uh, some place down on Jackson Street or whatever. And yep. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. We went to um, the big Irish restaurant down there that they had like bagpipes and everything coming yeah. into the restaurant. Huge yeah. restaurant. Yeah. It was right next to our office. Yeah. That's why I knew because I went there for lunch the same day. I remember uh, sleeping on the floor of the hotel room that night. And also in the bathtub partially. I yeah. Think. You were sick. Three years ago, Kelly was in Europe. We had St. Patrick's Day, though. We made corned beef, nice. cabbage, and shit like that, and we had it in the Flavelle house. That's right. That's right. made it there. That was pretty fun. Two years ago, you had just got back from Europe. And did fucking nothing. I don't know. Yeah. we Airbnb, you were probably still on the yeah. Airbnb at that point. Which means I have no resources, no way to make anything. Yeah, so I think that was the off year when yeah, nothing no happened. Way. And then last year, I feel like we probably doubled up on podcasting, yeah. because I think I went over to your place. I want to say remember I, did. I don't think I did anything last year either mm. just like well this year we're going big in fact we're going big right now we have prepared drinks the insensitively named drinks it yes. is time to drink them lovely multiple alcohols here people this I is... wish you could see this everybody out there cheers, cheers. happy St. Patrick's happy Day happy St. Patrick's Day cheers mine wasn't mine's too big the drink was too big also never forget the troubles and and R.I.P. everyone that died during that time. Patriot game with God on our side. Yeah. Go back and listen Ooh. to episode 52 for with God on our side if you want to hear us. Oh, we didn't really talk much about it, but you can go in here. I mean, Patriot game. Come all you young rabbis and list while I sing. For love of one's land is a terrible thing. It banishes fear with the speed of a flame. And it makes us all part of the Patriot game. Uh, my shot glass was too big for my drink. Yeah. It just went in and sat there. <laughs> Mine fell over, but I still got all the liquid oh, out. Nice. Mine was delicious and everything's great. Perfect. What are we talking about? Baby, I'm in the mood for you. Ooh. The song itself was recorded on July 9th, 1962, uh, along with four other songs, Quit Your Lowdown Ways, Down the Highway, and Bob Dylan Blues. Uh, those last two would show up on Free Will and Bob Dylan, the first oh, no, record. He has a song called Bob Dylan Blues. It does. It's fantastic. Um, he did four takes of Baby, I'm in the Mood for You. We have the one take, take number three, that uh, is on this lovely little biograph here from I mean, 1985. That's, cool uh, it's a fantastic collection. So, Is there an art book in there? Uh, not so much art, but it's... Uh, yeah, it's got... Oh, like a little collage Ooh. and yeah. photographs. Yeah. Art enough for me. Art enough for everybody. Uh, four days after recording this, he would sign with the Whitmark Publishing Company uh, to start um, demoing his songs for other people to borrow. He would record the Whitmark version that's on the Bootleg Series Volume 9 in December of 1962. So we will talk about that in a moment. Uh, in Biograph, um, what's great about that box set and kind of unique at the time and has since been replicated by every artist under the sun was getting this inside information from Bob Dylan about all of these famous songs. You know, some of these were studio cuts. Some of them were things that had never been heard of before. This was one. This had never been released before. Nobody knew it existed. Yeah, unless you're a crazy Dylan fan. And you get to hear this on this great box set. You know, whoa, this is a weird song. So he has a little, you know, quote about every song. Like, where did this come from? He said, quote, it was probably influenced by Jesse Fuller. I'd done a few of his songs, San Francisco Bay and some others. This one, more than likely my version of the thing. Was the Whitmark, uh, like the demos that he did, ever released as a compilation? Like, was it strictly just an industry thing that he just found industry? Out? Yeah. So well, that until wasn't ever until the Bootleg Series okay. Volume Nine. Yeah, that was just for 
I need to send Peter, Paul, and Mary a tape. So well, they I mean, can that makes do, total sense. Mm-hmm. Why would that ever come out as a compilation? They're unfinished songs. They're unfinished. Yeah. Well, they're finished, but they're just, I'm doing it slow so you know right, how yeah. to sing it. Yeah, and um, it's not really the version of the song. That's why it's fascinating to hear them in the mix. Right. And it's fascinating in this version, this context, too, because he's definitely more restrained on the Widmark. But we'll get oh, to that in a yeah. moment. Uh, what else is interesting, Kelly, is that a couple of days before recording this song, he wrote a letter to a one Suze Rotolo. Suze had left. Suze had left. Really? Suze had left for Italy in June of 1962. July 9th is when he recorded it. On July 5th, he wrote a letter where he said, talking about this song, uh, quote, it is for you, but I don't mention your name. Yeah, just like every song that is for her, which is all the songs. The By the way, name. this song's for you, Boots too. Spanish Leather, best Bob Dylan song ever. Best Bob Dylan song ever. And what is great is that when we know, obviously, that he goes to Italy to try to find her mm-hmm. later on in 1962, or sorry, 1963. Uh, who does Was he... she lost? No, she was in Italy. <laughs> was she no. lost in Italy? No, she was just trying to get away from Bob. <laughs> and go to school. So he followed her there. He, she, he did. He had stuff to do. He other was touring things. He bit. was touring a little bit. Stealing songs. <laughs> Patriot game, as we mentioned earlier. Right, right. Uh, and uh, Booth's uh, Girl from the North Country. Right, right. He wrote Booth's Spanish Leather and Girl from the North Country on this trip. But uh, he also, when he, how did he get there? He flew in an airplane, of Makes course. Sure. But what was he going, who did he join when he got there to play shows with? Odetta. Which we will, uh, perfect segue into our four versions. Not only have we talked about Whitmark, but we also have two covers. One of them is on our playlist. The other one you're going to have to go and watch for yourself because it is kind of great. We have uh, Odetta's version of Baby I'm in the Mood for You. And Miley Cyrus, first mention of Miley Cyrus in any way on this podcast. Kind of thought it would never happen. It's just like she exists on the periphery. But her version uh, on Jimmy Fallon's show in 2016 Oh my God, it's so good. It's incredible. So let's just start with our first initial thoughts about each one of them. So because you're a guest on the pod, Kendra, which version was your favorite of of all all four of them? Ooh. That was tough because we just watched the Miley Cyrus one. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I I listened to the playlist earlier, I would say, probably say the original was my favorite just because it's so rich and he's he's just so into it with it oh, 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 oh. you know like he, like i'm feeling the dylan feeling the dylan really really phenomenal and then before we sat down we watched the miley cyrus perform live on jimmy fallon and it i, I just have shivers like yeah. it's so good and you know she she's got a lot of she has a big background you know there's there's a lot of stuff behind that but when you isolate this performance and just look at it it really is phenomenal i I was really blown away she is and where she's come from well and it's interesting too i would say to think about her age you know she's probably in that moment 20 you know he was 21 when he was doing this mm-hmm. 
she's a little older than that, but he never had the baggage of being a, a tween and children's right, star. You know star, what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a different kind of sort of baggage. She's so talented and such a great singer and performer. Like and it, all it seems unfair. Really it it like, seems unfair. Away from her, her, well, and yeah. I, I really don't know much about Miley Cyrus, but you know, one Montana, of the things though. that I do know is that she has said Bob Dylan is one of her Keystones. absolute icons, yeah. total yeah. icons, keystones, inspirations, reasons for being a singing performer. And this is a deep cut. Yeah, I'll tell deep you that. Cut. Deep cut. Yeah. And, and, I was saying while we were watching it, if if she chose to do this and like arrange, yeah, arrange it herself or whatever, and the roots do sure, not yeah. do not hurt. Yeah, the roots are in that too, by the way. But they they just add that incredible yeah 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 yeah. It's it's so lovely. It's like a little malt shop type of thing. But she just like belts it on She's another level, feeling it. Yeah. Just so the roots totally don't hurt. But if she chose to do that, what a great call. I what mean, a I, great. It's I, it's, it's, a, it's a weird song. It's a weird song. Yeah, you know, it kind of goes around and around a little bit. He he brings up some weird stuff. I mean, <laughs> well, we'll get to the stuff. <laughs> Kelly, what was your? Uh, it's it's tough because the Miley Cyrus version is actually really good. I, I mean, I think you could say objectively that she's uh, a better vocalist than Bob, but nobody mm-hmm. would ever, I don't think, pick Bob. Uh, unique, sure, but like as a yeah. as a we've talked about this so many times, classically good quote unquote vocalist. Bob doesn't really rank he sounds like a circus when you were doing the oh, whoa yeah. whoa i'm imagining a simpsons character no, like no. riding a roller so coaster up, that's him when <laughs> i was listening to this song all i could think of was wow this would be like such a great theme song for crusty the clown yeah. <laughs> because whoa, it's whoa, just like whoa. Whoa. <laughs> it's uh it's true <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> that's so but good. I, I really like the original. Odetta's take is really cool too because it's such a like an anachronistic blues song, right? I, like listening to that song, you could easily think it was from the twenties. And Odetta yeah. fucks me up anyway because I'm like in my head, she's a Ma Rainey type, like she existed in the twenties. So yeah. it's so hard for me to wrap around. She also in the 60s. was incredibly restrained because you want to talk about belting. I'd oh, love God, to hear a, yeah. a, a, Odetta has a voice that is to, in the god god level mm-hmm. and. Uh, but it's not here. Like no. her, the restraint on this is incredible. But her, the way she sings, she has a whole record. Uh, you know, Odetta does Dylan. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible, incredible. And her range is is awesome. But this is not the one that really showcases Odetta. But I do love the drums and having all the stuff in it. So obviously, I think Miley wins that battle between the two of them because it's modern. It's got the fucking roots. Sure. Uh, you know, and we can watch it. I think there's a really powerful element there where you can see visually mm-hmm. what's going on and. And really, like, that performance was awesome. I agree, though. I really felt like the Odetta song was actually created in the 20s. Right, Like, yeah. it feels so old. It feels like a an old blues song mm-hmm. that, that you would, you know, hear just so long ago. And, and that makes it really special and beautiful. Like, almost as if it predates the Dylan song. N- not that it actually does, but it sounds right, like it, it does. does. Yeah, yeah. And there's a power to that. Sometimes I'm in the mood. I want to back up against the wall. Sometimes I'm in the mood I want to live in the pony store Sometimes I'm in the mood I don't want to do nothing at all Then again, then again, then again, then again I'm in a mood for you You know, this sort of predates, you know, because this could have been on Free Will and Bob Dylan's first album. But he yeah. was before. It's like that. This was all the stuff that you put aside to get to 
blowing in the wind gets with that gets written a few you know months from now so and it's like blowing a in the wind is, it's well yeah it's but it's it's perfecting the form it's mm. saying i understand the blues and the and folk music so well that i can i can take what's already been established and i can work within the parameters and still do something indelible something different something unique I wouldn't have thought Enough. this was his song. Like I didn't at first. I thought this was a cover, uh, or you know something heavily lifted. Well, I'm like you said, Jesse Fuller. I mean, there, there's antecedents here for sure. Yeah. But I think the the speed of it and the delivery, especially. Oh yeah, is and that's so why unique. I think the biograph version is my favorite, just because he's so manic and there's so much shit going on. And I love the harmonica, and I you know I, I'm a sucker for Bob and a guitar and a harmonica. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's clearly missing from the Whitmark version. So that's automatically for me because it's slower uh, and because there's no harmonica, it's going to be lower for me. But I really enjoy the, the biograph version because he doesn't do that too often. Like he's having so much fun mm-hmm. and, and the energy is just all over the place. And it's like begging for a folk punk. <laughs> right? We're get to that in or a moment too. <laughs> I would also say that one of the reasons why I think this version is so good is context. I love context and I and I think you have to respect, I think it's getting harder to respect this, but you have to respect the way that this was laid out when this was you know crafted, right? This this song was crafted in the 1960s, but it was released in the 1980s with other songs. So where do you put it? So the Bootleg series volume 1 through 3 is essentially a chronicle. It goes from early to late, you know, 1961 to 1991 when it was released. Biograph does not do that. It just throws the songs wherever. So somebody thought, how do I want to arrange this? This is on disc three of three discs. So I have the CD book right in front of me. The very first song on disc three is a bona fide classic. I can't wait to get to it. It's called Caribbean Wind. Probably the only song from the 1980s worth a damn, except for Brownsville Girl. Incredible song. So you're automatically dealing with a a bona fide classic. Next song we've covered, episode 46, Up To Me. Then you get this Blood on the Tracks track that is probably one of the richest songs that we've had on here and probably, uh, I think it was the number two for last season for you and for me. It was up there, top five, uh, Up to Me. And then after Up to Me is Baby, I'm in the Mood for You. Oh, that would be great. So you take something like Caribbean Wind, which is like a, such a rich, dense text, Up to Me, which is such a great song, and then you're like, what do I want to do after this? I think it's pretty ballsy to be like, Let's put this goofy ass fun yeah. song on here because I think so highly of it. I'm not going to bury it on the bottom of the record. I'm going to put it right fucking here. Yeah, nice. And I think it really, I think that context also makes me love this because the moment I'm done with uh, up to me, you're like on the verge of tears and like, you're just like done, like emotionally wasted. And then this goofball shows up and she's like, Hey, hey, hey. I'm in the mood for you. And you're like, what? <laughs> and then after that is, I want to be your lover, baby. Episode, I want to be your old man. Episode two. Like, yeah. I, there's the way that they put this stuff together is really oh, interesting. Like a good it tells a story. Right? Great compilation. Yeah. And so that's that's why I, I really like Bob's version. I just think it's, if it really can fit anywhere. It just lightens the mood, but it doesn't make you feel like you're listening to, like, I saw that doggy in the window. Clearly, this song has a lot more feeling. Like, he really is in the mood. Like, that was my favorite part <laughs> about terrible. listening to this song. Oh, was, was the mood. Was, I was like, wow, Bob, you're mood, so in the mood. I the almost want to be in the mood with you. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're, like, taking me there. And I'm so close to really being there in the mood with you. So that's a perfect transition, Kendra. I couldn't have said it better, and I appreciate you saying it. And it was fantastic. <laughs> So You're welcome. Let's talk about the song. So this song, do he does a lot of stuff in this song. Now, we're going at the unreliablebobdylan.com. As always, SOTWpod.com is your number one source for Bob Dylan information. 
But it is interesting to note how much stuff he does in this song. This is a, a great song. Not only I'm in the mood for you is obviously a very like, come on, like, let's let's get it on type of song. But it's also he's got a lot of stuff to do. He leaves. He hears. He hits the road. He overfills. He makes out. He heads for the walking hill, lays, climbs, laughs, sleeps, does nothing, flies like a cannonball, backs up against the wall, crawls, changes houses, changes the town and wants to change the world around. He has lots of goals in oh. this song. Oh, 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 oh. I oh. really liked the part he where, does oh, 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 as well. where he rearranges his bedroom. I love doing that. It feels so good. It freshens up the energy, changes up the feng shui. I really related to that lot. Daniel rearranges the black house, I feel like, every two weeks. I try. He can't stop himself. I try. This has changed a lot yeah. all the time. I like looking out the window, so now I'm good. So mm-hmm. all I could th- like, I, I loved throughout the song, just like these uh, antithetical little couplets. It's like, I feel so great. I feel so crazy. I feel so great. So it's like this weird. Unmouth the scalp. <laughs> exercise in manic depression, which feel bad, but like, uh, I think it's great. I think it's going to be like the highest, the lowest, the highest, lowest. Ah, whoa, whoa. But it's I, all still s- in the same tone of yeah. high. Yeah. Like, I feel high. I feel low, but I feel high, but I'm still high. I got mixed up. Confusion. <laughs> I mean, it's true. That's, yeah. I mean, that is, that is a part of this too. I feel like it's almost like a character that Bob is like, was working out, but never told anyone about. And over the years, was just like, I'm now this character right now. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to. Yeah. Well, no, right. no. He eventually sold it to the Simpsons, to Matt Groening <laughs> as Krusty the Clown. <laughs> and he made tons of money. It's, <laughs> it's so good it's really upsetting. that it hurts. I hate it. Because it's so good and it's upsetting. So this song Ooh. has direct links to a couple songs that we've done so far. I Don't Believe You. She acts like we never have met. There's a lot of that. Because, I mean, if we talk about I'm in the mood, right? We love to change our, our, our room around. We love to we change the world. I think it's a really cool mm-hmm. line just to put in there, even though some of the other versions don't do it. But in the end, it's like, babe, I'm in the mood for you. It's like, I want to be with you. I want to go this next whatever it is you know so he does this with songs that we've done i don't believe you jack's like we like we never have met i want to be your lover is a good one this song definitely reminded me of something like walk walking down the line we also covered that it's got that just like jangly guitar and doing musically this song is actually really simple it's it's only uh five chords and Mm -hmm. i was actually trying to learn how to play it earlier except for that motherfucking e sharp fucking f chord that song whatever that, that that's a terrible chord uh that's a man's chord as oz would say yeah. <laughs> well don't you have some ambition oh yeah yeah e flat diminished ninth huh well the e flat it's it's doable but it's that diminished ninth you know it's a man's chord and you could lose a finger so uh it, it's really simple and it just really lends itself well to to uh like pop punk so i've been listening to a lot of of pop punk and, and punk lately and all i could think when he said the the oh oh is it's like it's begging for a chorus of again, again oh 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 it really needs it i'm in the mood for you and it, like it hurt every and time in the I background oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> and i really wish every time i heard it that in my head just know rest assured every time he oh oh's i heard oh so maybe maybe at some point kelly once we get this band underway we record this song as a punk with the o's going oh yeah pop punk band cover yeah coming at you so 2020 well i'm with you and we listen to empire burlesque where he could not do an o to save his life so he clearly had problems with O's. he didn't know how to use it here and then oh yeah it's very good 
Maybe he comes out for the pop punk version of it. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't say this in the context, but he's never played it live. So, yeah. He's never played this song live? No. Well, okay, so you got to think this guy has, what's it called? A lexicon? That would be appropriate. Discography? Catalog. An Catalog, sure. This guy has a catalog of 1,200 songs. I mean, more than that. Probably, yeah, yeah, if you consider all the versions and, and iterations of all the songs, so for this not to make the cut, I kind of get it. He would be—he would have to be in it's, a mood, pardon the pun, to, to really play <laughs> something like this or make or make a set list around this. I it's not like. even a—it's not even a mood. It's that he was working so fast at the time that he forgot it instantly about it. It's well, like yeah, you put it down and you moved really, on. If, like if this was really meant to be for the Whitmark demos and almost nothing else. I'm sure he penned it and moved on. He was yeah. like, this is something that maybe make me some money down the road. Yeah. But yeah, if it he was didn't... for Sue's, God damn it, then it means something. Oh, if it it's was... for Sue's. If all it was right. for, well, as we all say when we write something, we say, hey, this was definitely about you. It, who knows if it really <laughs> it's was. It's about me, but actually it's but let about me, you. Let me just say I wrote you Boots of Spanish Leather. Ugh, I mean, and if I had Boots of Spanish Leather written about me, like so my life wound. is great. Yeah. Girl mm. from the North Country done like like i'm literally a perfect person thank you very much goodbye get a t-shirt that says i'm the girl from the north country is sue's holding out or like what's going on no bob dylan's a fucking weirdo (laughs) he's just a stalker i mean who goes to italy to stalk your she wanted to get away. She wanted to go to school and she just like have a normal life. She couldn't take the stalking life. anymore. No, well, he just he was, young, he was twenty years old. They were just young kids. Oh, like I was a stalker when I was twenty two. I I think also. everybody goes through that, but it's like Bob Dylan is on. He, you know, his life is going to be scrutinized. You know, all the way through. Like we just know everything about him. Right. You know, like literally to the day. Their websites every day is documented for him. So it's like. That is a that's a wild thing when you're just like I'm having this relationship in a world where the internet doesn't exist in a world where you know you, you know you're just doing breeze twenty years later the internet knows everything that Bob, you did that and then day Bob, Bob says what is your fucking problem you're fucking pathetic and then you're just like yeah maybe uh, 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 <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we love you Bob sorry I'm pulling up pictures of Bob and Sue's. She's on the cover. She's the one that's on the cover. You should show her the cover of what's it called? Oh. Was it Free Willing? Yeah. That, yeah. So that's Sue's. Oh, what is oh. That's Bob and Sue. She's the one that introduced him to Rimbaud, the poet that he yeah. loved so much. And that's oh. actually mentioned in Tangled Up in oh, Blue. Oh, Tangled Up in Blue, yeah. yeah. That's Bob and These Sue's. These are really great photographs. Beautiful. Yeah, this must have been touched up because, New York like, Times. holy no, shit. No, it was the New York Times taking photos. God they spent damn, the that's day We're scrolling through some black and white photos of Bob and so, Sue's here. They're gorgeous. this one's interesting. We'll look at this um, later when we talk about Ballad and Plain D because he throws Ooh, Bob under the bus. Three's a crowd. In a young summer's youth, I stole her away. From her mother and sister, though close did they stay. Each one of them suffering from the failures of that day. With strings of guilt, they tried hard to guide us. This is fun. I'm going to keep all of this because this is such a great moment. What a wonderful time. This is when I, when you and I. First started this oh. oh so many moons ago Ooh. so long uh, I, I I didn't know any of this shit right so it was, it was always so fun to learn and like experience and I, I like when you, I don't know yeah. I I feel 
wizened and hardened <laughs> because like I, I know hardened. I know a lot more context about Bob Dylan. Sure. So I like it's cool to have you coming in fresh because I remember that being like, I don't know anything about this. Yeah. Uh, let me give you a minute to minute while I was brushing my teeth and listening to the song. And yeah, you did. Yeah. It, that was how it, it begins. That's what I did today yeah. when right? you sent me the playlist. Yes. I'm the new Kelly. I don't know much about Bob Dylan. I know a little bit here and there. I've never heard this song before in my life. And I played it today probably five times. I listened to it. The original one with the yeah. harmonica and, and I loved it. I just thought it was so fun and so catchy. And I, I want to rearrange my room. I want to milk my cow. I want to change the world. Like, I totally understand. I agree. Yeah. I think that if part of the mission statement of this podcast is to analyze Bob Dylan in the context of 2019 or, or you know, for the present time, whatever we happen to be recording, yeah. uh, it, it's interesting to keep in perspective that I am forming a picture unlike the one that you did. We're, I mean, and that's anybody experiencing music at all. You kind of pick and choose what you like, and you're going to go back to those songs over and over again. That's sure. just... Why would you listen to a song you're not into? Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that makes total sense. I mean, I masochistically do shit like well, that. Well, so, all the time do, I. so an do idiot, I. But <laughs> I make playlists that are, you know, literally, you know, 14 days long that, that you like force yourself to force yourself to, to listen yeah, right. to because you're trying to build other things and So the picture that, that and, I'm getting to build of Bob Dylan because we're choosing songs randomly uh-huh. and not some kind of curated playlist based on the the uh, likes or whims of of whomever is, is curating right. it. Is, is a really interesting experiment. And I think this is a really fun thing to do. And we don't really ever talk about that aspect of it, like how I'm able to form an p- opinion of a musician that I might otherwise have a totally different aspect True. of. Because if I were only listening to the songs by Dylan that I liked, I would never understand who this guy is. Not that I ever will, because he's an enigma. Wrapped <laughs> in a mystery. <laughs> right? But I, I'm really grateful that we're doing it the way we're doing it. Yeah. Because I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a different picture of Bob Dylan, I think, than maybe anybody else would. And so it's fun for you to yeah. start at the beginning of that journey. Not that you're gonna be doing this week to week, but even still just coming in like uh, I don't know. I was well, just analyzing it to analyze it as a song. But if this is your first episode you're listening to and you came to us via Kindra, then welcome. And yeah. you're you can welcome. go back and Thank listen you. to other because it's like that. It's like you might not like our commentary or, you know, it might be like, oh, I don't really care about the song that much. But if you sit down and don't listen to our playlist, whatever, it doesn't matter. You just want to listen to the song. It's still an interesting way. It's an interesting thing to have where it's like, I want to know more about this artist. But it's if it's just on me to do it, I might not know how to do it. We're giving you an easy roadmap, which is like, hey, slowly and surely over the course of years, we're going to listen to it all. Like, Bob Dylan doesn't have to be the showcase of your life. We're obviously going to put more work into it than you, but you're going to reap the benefits of it. We, I think we talked about this a long time ago. Like, I'm surprised that there's not more stuff like this. People like Tribe Called Quest doing, like, every Tribe Called Quest when song. When are we every... going to do a Tribe? Well, can we stop and do that? Please? But that's what I mean. Like, you can easily do this with a bunch of artists, especially small-time ones that only have – I mean, Tribe's got four or five records. Like, you really? can do that within the – a year yeah. if you wanted to really push it or a couple of years or whatever. It's like, I'm surprised more people don't do it because it's such an interesting thing to stop and just think about the songs in the context of the moment you're living in them. We're so so uh, you've to... made an eloquent point about how, how relevant it still is for you. You know, not only is it like, you know, you hear Krusty the clown and that was <laughs> right. really great, but like you en- literally enjoyed it. You're like sitting here, you know, brushing your teeth and you're 
probably dance it in like this is great this is fun this is totally. awesome yeah. well it, i also i didn't listen to it in the context of other dylan songs right. i didn't listen right. to it off the album i didn't listen to it in a mix of other dylan songs i listened to it just alone all on its own and i felt like i was therefore able to absorb it more and appreciate it more and take it all in more and digest the lyrics and uh, and just really, really feel with it and flow with it. Because how often do you do that? Take a song as itself. Right. I mean, sometimes you, it really, like albums are, are sequenced and, and, and produced in a way that you want to listen to in the context of an album. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sure we've had a lot of those. Has a lot of that too. But it's fun to, to, to be forced, quote unquote, to, yeah. to, to do it where it's just like, I'm taking this one piece and I'm going to listen to the fuck out of it. And, and it's so not a song I've ever heard before. Thing. It's not a it's not a radio hit. Sure. It's no. not a number one. Deep it's cut. just a random it's weird a deep cut, deep cut yeah. that just felt like going on a really fun bizarro roller coaster at the janky carnival that comes <laughs> to town for a weekend and it's only five bucks and you don't know if you should go or not, but you go anyway. And and it turns out being really, really fun, even though like the popcorn gives you a cavity. So that's how I felt about this possibly song. Possibly get decapitated. Well, and, and everything you're saying right there for a Bob Dylan fan is just like, it's like, it's just affirming. That's all it is. Because you saying stuff like that makes me think of folk singer's choice when he is going on a yarn about how he's a, he's a carnival right, person, right, he's a came from Sioux Falls, which is where I was born. I Are came from Sioux Falls. Are you ever going to take off the hat? He went down to Albuquerque to work in the circus. Like everything you're saying is none like of part that's of, true. By the way, is part of the lore of Bob Dylan. He's just in a, he's this person that like invented himself out of nothing. And when you say stuff like that, I think it makes a fan who knows stuff uh, feel affirmed because you're like, yeah, it's really cool that he can evoke a mood like that. Mm-hmm. Like you can take Baby, the I'm man in the mood. <laughs> put him aside and to have this moment among friends is great. It's incredible. It's such a fun song. It's just a fun song. And just on the base of it, you know, I've milked a cow before. I don't know if you guys have, but all this kind of stuff, it's like at the end of the day, it's such a universal idea. I'm in the mood for you. It doesn't matter what the shit is. It's just a, it's a, it's a hot song. It's a sexy song. It is saying, I'm ready for you. Let's do this. And that's never a bad thing. All pop music is based on sex. Even I want to see that doggy in the window. <laughs> Wait, bring it back. How much is it? Uh, now I'm upset. Now I'm upset for a different reason. I must take a trip to California and leave my poor sweetheart alone. If he has a dog, he won't be lonesome. And the doggy will have a good home. So clearly it works in 2019 is kind of the point. So, I mean, you really loved it. Um, You know, obviously this is just a way to bring your friends together. I think it's a fun, a fun thing, you know. Uh, have everybody listen to a song for a week and then I mean, get drunk and talk about it. Not a sad like song. Right. A fun, don't a fun have song. all your friends listen to a sad song. Sure. And do it for podcasts like this that are masochistic, but yeah. don't do it if you're just ha- trying to have a good time. Well, why this song works is the same reason why any song that's it's from decades in the past works is because it's simple, it's harmonica and, mm-hmm. and guitar and we still yeah. use those today. Uh, and it's accessible. It, it's a universal notion of like, I'm thinking of you. Yeah. So, you could change all the lyrics. We all which feel that way sometimes. Yeah. We're, so, we're, we all feel, hey, baby, I'm in the mood. Oh, totally, totally. Because easily. Bob Dunn did get me in the mood. <laughs> oh, no. Careful. I 
mood for you. What's that old I'm in a mood for you. I listen to this podcast. I really like it. Do you? I do. If you want to listen to more, though, there's always more. Ooh. Because we are a real podcast. And if you didn't know, you might follow us on, on your iPhone, your Apple, but you can also download us on Spotify. I've been following SoundCloud. you on Spotify. Have you? Are you following us on Twitter? No. Are you following us on Facebook? Maybe. <laughs> Instagram. Definitely. Where do you follow us? Is it SOTW Pod? It's got to be SOTW Pod everywhere. There's not a lot of posts, but man, I'm on top of it when there are. <laughs> and a massive amount of shade that I wasn't asking for, but truly do deserve. <laughs> 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 on St. Patrick's Day of all days. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> what we also do every week, Kendra, just so you know, is that you can go to our, our Spotify and you can search for the song, Baby, I'm in the Mood for You, or whatever it is, all the way to the very first episode, Honest With Me. And you can find our playlist that we listen to for the week. We typically will put the song on a playlist. We create the playlist so that we can, you know, about an hour long that we can just easily digest. If you want to go listen to that playlist, it is on Spotify. And this week's playlist was fucking great. It was great. It was great. Uh, I should let you know that it's great every week. It's fantastic. <laughs> welcome. A lot of welcome backs. Welcome back to the podcast. Blink-182. Say Anything. The White Stripes. Hank Williams. Odetta, of course. The Beatles, of course. They're probably sure. number one of all of everybody. Black Moth Super Rainbow. Yeah. Woo! I love that. The Internet, of course. The which internet. Was, I'm, I'm... was the most clutch. Like, I could have put that anywhere. I so absolutely good. love that song and the way that it fades I'm into the next to get one. The internet to be like our number one most used artist. Oh, there's about three. Um, swearing is gonna. It's a swearing oh, podcast. Swearing. Yeah, it's swearing. Uh, Charles Charles Mingus, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, second one there. Uh, Kid Cudi, uh, and Glenn Miller. We've actually twice. So he was. Uh, on I just, quick note on Glenn Miller in the mood. I had to play this for jazz band, and every person that I've ever come across that was also in band has also played this song. So in the mood forever. My dudes. Welcome to the podcast for the very first time. Surprisingly, my morning jacket. Can't believe we've never put them on before. Tilly and the Wall. Can't believe they haven't been on either. Luscious Jackson. That oh! was it's purely hey. on you at that point. Oh my God, my 90s heart. Nope, that's a good one. Uh, and then Mickey Blanco and Cognitive. Yes. Welcome to the podcast for the very first time. Yeah, I love the play- I love the playlist. I love Glenn Miller. That was fun. That was, uh, as someone who has never been in band, I mean, I sort of, not really. I cheated my way well, through Well, you it. were in a punk band, not in the band. True, but I also cool. played trombone for one year, oh, but yeah, I did yeah. not really play it. And we never got this far. I was a tuba and bassist, low brass player. What were you? Oh, I went to an alternative kids high school. I mostly just went downtown and hung out and smoked pot during what would be band practice. So you never played tuba. I'm doing fine now. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for asking. I'm sorry, I have to go to Luscious Jackson Tanit. So Luscious Jackson was an amazing three-piece all-female band from the early 90s. And the reason I know who they are is because they played on Pete and Pete as themselves in multiple episodes. Oh. And I just wanted to say that I think it's really important. Television can really f- inform musical taste because a lot of the things that happen in Buffy, I know every single word to these songs that happen in Buffy because I've seen the time. Just, right, right. So I think Luscious Jackson is an actually great band, especially Fever In, Fever Out. Kitcher, we're also people in the world this week. You know better than us. We really get deep into the Bob Dylan lore. We sit down, we read tomes, and we just like envelop ourselves yeah, in Bob Dane Dylan. Yeah, talking about himself. But you, you 
especially you, existed in the world free of Bob Dylan for the most part. What else were you doing this week? What would you recommend to our listeners to, to, to go and check out? What was I doing this week with myself? <clears throat> well, um, I don't usually listen to songs as happy as Bob Dylan does. Uh, I recently discovered that um, a local Portland uh, like ambient metal band, Agaloc, oh, cool. turned into, they disbanded and turned into a band called something that starts with a K, Kamala. I'm pretty sure it's Kamala, Kamagula. you guys. Magula. Anyway, it's more or less the same exact band uh, with a few different people, but it's atmospheric, it's dark, it's spooky, it's beautiful. And Portland-based. And Portland-based, oh, cool. which makes it really exciting and cool. So and Portland ma- fans, makes check it, it out. So uh, seeing shows will be really, really easy. Um, as far as other media that I've consumed this week, you know, I, I went and I, I watched... Bohemian Rhapsody. I oh. watched A Star Is Born. I watched all the biopics Whoa. that were, were at the Oscars. Oscars. The Oscars. <laughs> the scores I you get at the see, Oscars. I don't really care so much about Bohemian Rhapsody. Those biopics are usually pretty dumb. Yeah, I wasn't really... super into it, but I got to tell you born, guys. They said that's good. They said it was good. No, Star Is Born, not the Bohemian Rhapsody. It's a Star Is Boring. No. Oh. <laughs> but Bradley Cooper and Gaga. They're okay, but I got to be honest, you guys. This movie did not make it on the Oscar list, but the biopic of the year was I, Tanya, And I watched that movie this last week, and it was hysterically funny. It was so exciting. It was so much fun. Well, and also sad because she gets the shit beat out of her all the time. Well, well like... She gets the sh- else. <laughs> she yes. didn't actually beat someone she else. Apparently, oh, according to the movie, to we've got a... her her crazy boyfriend's crazy Clearly. chubby best friend hired somebody to s- beat somebody up for her. But she knew. It, it, she knew. She didn't know. She knew. Maybe she, she knew. knew. That kind of makes it so good. I know. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I have no strong feelings about it. But she fucking knew. Allison Janney cast as the mom was so fucking good. Oh, She's the mom fantastic. is so good. Yeah. And the bird on her shoulder. <laughs> so good. I, I mean, never this movie was so phenomenal. It, was, it hit good. every single mark that I want a movie to hit for me. It, mm. it, it appealed to my heart. It made me laugh. It I was on the edge of my seat with excitement and nervousness. And at the and end, you did figure eights in the parking that's lot? That's right. I did the triple. You did a triple. I did the jump triple, just yes. like she could, that no one believed that she could, but she did. And then she got her ice skating license totally removed for life, revoked for life. You know who couldn't do this. the triple? Nancy Kerrigan. Anyway, and it's another Portland cut. So yeah. close to home, close to heart. Yeah. Very cool. She lives in Vancouver. Right, so. yeah, that's a, close to home there's an ice skating ring or an ice skating themed restaurant slash bar in Vancouver that she frequents often apparently so cool you guys watch your knees Kelly <laughs> uh, what are you uh, what were you doing this week so I just discovered somehow uh, a rapper named No Name she's oh, yeah. so fucking good it's oh, a great record yeah yeah and she's she has a show either it just happened or is it happening in this next week at uh crystal barroom which is a big venue yeah, here a so uh and it's sold out i was like oh shit i, I just found this person she's amazing i'm gonna go uh ah. <laughs> Super sorry i couldn't out. tell you about it earlier go yeah on. but uh, yeah her 2016 release telephone uh and their most recent one room 25 in That's 2018 her new single just came out this last week, which is why oh, okay. it po- popped up on my new release radar, Song 31, which is really great. Uh, but she's Room 25. Song, song 31. 31. What are we counting What do these numbers mean? Area 51. 4, 8, 12, 15, 16. What? Lost. 
Chicago. She's been doing this for a long time, apparently. And she's collaborated with Chance the Rapper. Uh, yeah. And she has a song called Self, which is only a minute and 25 long. But she's really, I mean, who can, it's a chicken and egg situation. But she sounds so much like Kendrick Lamar, the way she flows. And I think that, I mean, Kendrick's really shaped a lot of the way that people kind of put words together, the way they phrase stuff in rap. He has such a, an interesting thing where, you know, like, I know everything that, that, that song, right? I know this, I know that. Like, it, it doesn't yeah. really fit the beat per se. And just the way that he delivers it. And she does that that same kind of thing where she just kind of breaks the, the beat mold and does whatever she wants and, and fits those phrases in. And she has a line in the song Self, which is, I recommend if you if you want to listen to anything, it's a minute and 25 seconds, go listen to it. Mr. Money Man, Mr. Everyday, he got me. Mr. Wiping me down, Mr. Me Love, Mr. Miyagi. Miscellaneous, Mr. Molly, inside my sake. Incredible, incredible emptiness in my body. Heaven's only four feet tall, I set my ringer to it. Fuck your rapper, homie, now his ass is making better music. My pussy teacher ninth grade English. My pussy wrote a thesis on colonialism and conversation with a marginal system in love with Jesus. And y'all still thought a bitch couldn't rap, huh? Maybe that's your answer for that. Good pussy. I know niggas only talk about money and good pussy. It's like <laughs> the way she says it and just saying that period is just fantastic. So no name. Check her out. She's incredible. What about you, Daniel? What have you been listening oh, to? Oh, wow. Thanks. What are you Thanks. up to this week? Daniel. You're breaking the format. I don't, I don't like this. I read three three books in the last two weeks since we've been off. Wow. Um, Bring the War Home, the White Power Movement and Paramilitary America by Kathleen Ballou. Um, that's relevant with what's happened in New Zealand. Um, she's got a great, I mean, I, do you recommend threads on Twitter? I don't know, but she... <laughs> really synthesized what what kind of was going on there um and that is a really illuminating and terrifying book a book called energy a human history by richard rhodes and i just finished a book called william tecumseh sherman in service of my country a life by james lee mcdonough this goes back to season one when we talked about sherman and stonewall jackson and the civil war that's right always the civil war and the final thing i want to say is because we're going to the show in May, La Dispute released a video game of sorts. What? It's really cool. For their new record coming out called Panorama. I will talk more about that. It's quite a sad record, but I'm I'm ready to get into it, I think. But it's not like their old stuff. So I'm I'm curious as to how we'll all feel about it. But we will talk about that more as we have get closer to Have you played the game? I have. It's not playing a game. You just move your mouse and the little people walk places. It's like a click and point adventure game. You don't game. click. Oh, wow. It's basically, it's a, it's a lyric. It's a lyrical dive into their work. So like as you're walking through these really cool, I mean, it's really fun. You go through a place where you're walking through and you feel like nothing's about to happen. And then like the art's really cool. And then like a spaceship will or a, a plane will form and then like follow you. And there's a really cool one where like, there's a big ball of light and you're walking toward it and there's these spherical mirrors spinning around in a desert. Well, that sounds like my everyday life. And you just kind of, the way you move your camera, you can, uh, the, there's another sun, you know, cause you're not on earth as a planet. Yeah, yeah, of course. So there's multiple suns and stuff. Ten of them. And you can, um, yeah, just like manipulate the way the lights hitting at the shadow effects are incredible. And there's a moment where there's like a crazy big, uh, spherical or a big, um, tower shape that basically breaks apart in a bunch of pieces slowly as you walk toward it and Whoa. as you walk into it it then closes itself back up on you as you're when you're in it what? it's a really cool thing and they also do a lot of fun stuff to sort of manipulate your camera 
to sort of emphasize lyrics because the lyrics are going on under your feet or above you so you can follow along and it's all timed with the songs so it's really cool at moments where like the can't you can't pan up or down you'll kind of focus yourself in and there'll be a line about like I was staring at the sun and this thing was happening. And like, you're literally staring at the earth, the sun as it's like setting and stuff. And it's like, Oh man, that's really cool and powerful. And the final song on the record is all about death. And like, you're walking toward you're like three sort of in my head. They're like little triangle shaped people, but you're like walking into the afterlife with a bunch of other, you never see any other people throughout the whole thing. But in the final song, you see a bunch of other triangle hmm. people off in the distance wow. and you slowly, I was cool. Cause like, you try to walk around stuff, you know, it's like, I don't want to run into this object. So you kind of like inherently throughout the whole thing are moving side to side, you know, just so they don't, these three guys that are walking together aren't going to like bump into a wall and then not go anywhere Is this online. Like you just have to download it. It's you have like to a, download it. Yeah. Will you post the link so that we can download it? <laughs> I'll just give it to you. I'm <laughs> very interested. I'll in put this. it on after when we're done. Cool. Here. Cool. Um, but but yeah, so like in the end, um, I, I lost track because you got to the point where you couldn't maneuver around people anymore and you just became one of the crowd, which I assume is the crowd of, you know, death and we've all gone to the same place or whatever. And then there's a point where you just lose track of your ability to look around. And so you're just like stuck in this moment with like this mass of people. Oh, it's really powerful wow. stuff, but it's an incredibly depressing listen. So uh, we'll talk about it more probably next when week when it comes out yeah but and we'll go see them in may which will be an amazing experience so uh we will do that all right that's uh, well one last thing yes kendra is a real person all the time kendra is a real I'm person i'm a real all boy the all the time you guys and she's an artist a great she artist is. at that Aww, she's actually thanks. designed some uh, of our logo stuff that she designed the tattoo on my wrist yeah so if you want to check check kendra out where should they do that where oh should people do wow that? well if you guys want to see some of my artwork uh, I would really love and appreciate that. Uh, you can find me and follow me on Instagram. Uh, my my main Instagram is Kindromeda, K-I-N-D-R-O-M-E-D-A, like Kindra and the Andromeda Galaxy. <laughs> and then I have an Instagram that's just my artwork, which is very sacred geometry, weird, trivia, alien themed, and that's at alien.artworks. So yeah, please take a look. I would really appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, we'll put some some photos and stuff in the show notes too, so you can see that as and well. And don't forget, if you would like to, and I would really appreciate, you can always go to Patreon.com/sfdwpod and give us a dollar and know that Kendra she reaps those benefits. I'm who raising my hand for her concert tickets. Who do you think? Who do you think has designed the beautiful logo that is our logo? I am a very dedicated sign on the window fan yes i am a patreon if you yes. want kindred to have money yeah give it to us give it to us <laughs> we'll <laughs> make sure it gets to the here. right place Middleman. please and thank you and if you love it you can just go to go to twitter and just be like yo it's tubs and say that you love the pod that's yeah. all we want to hear let us know if kindred should be a regular it's not gonna yeah. happen but as regular as possible. <laughs> if this you like lovely. me, let us know. <laughs> I'm so grateful for Kelly to, for sending me the the playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so that I could idea. listen to fantastic. all of these songs, every variation of this song. It was a, it was a blast. Cool. I really had fun yeah. hearing it all.
Mike and Jim, this is the part where we delete this week's episode and we move on to next week. Now, you might not be with us next week. Maybe. There might be a huge clamor on the internet that oh, says, God. where the hell did Kinder go? Who knows? I hate listening to these two guys. Ugh. Can we just do something else? Oh, my God. Turn it off. That's the audience. You are now inviting the audience. No audience. If I'm the audience, I, I love this podcast. It's too late. You've already betrayed us, so we'll just we'll just keep the betrayal going. It's a slight that can never be recovered from. Nope, never. 175 is coming off of the list. You will be at home talking to us, as you say. You talk to us as you listen to the podcast because you pretend like you are with us because you miss us when you could just be here. You could always just come over. It's fine. That's 100% correct. But because you have to, that's fine. We are going to pick next week's episode. And with that comes all of the playlists, all of the stuff. So you can feel free to go crazy. Listen to the playlist. Listen to all the stuff. Pretend like you're talking to us when you could just talk to us. That's fine. It's like you at home right now listening to it. You could also talk to us, but you're pretending like you can't. But you can't because SFTW pot everywhere. You know the drill. So normally Kelly chooses the song. But in this case, you're also going to guess out of one out of 430. I am also going to guess. Now, well, not so much me sponsor of the show random.org is going is going to also choose out of one out of 430 the darkest timeline would be 98 number 98 which is i wasn't gonna pick that that's good 98 we would have gone back to world gone wrong uh to cover the song is called lone pilgrim we're not missing much kelly one out of 430 what you got 197 197 that's good 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 Good. Thanks. I needed that. Yeah, that's great. Good. Good stuff. Good. This will be our first time going back to Planet Waves since episode five. Listen to that whole dang album. Planet Waves. You, Angel, you. Oh, fuck. That's not good. You don't like that song? No. Kendra. Uh-oh, that's not good. A, is a, oh, okay, I got one loaded on up. Good. One out of 430. 2.74. House of the Rising Sun. <gasps> That's the one I picked. I picked that one. Can we do that one? From the Bob, the album Bob Dylan. Did Bob Dylan do that song? He did, and then the Animals made it famous, but they made it famous on his version, and Dave Van Rock would say that Bob Dylan stole his version, so. There is a house in Islands. That's it? The Is it that song? Really? We're going to do that song? Yeah, that's it. Are we doing it? Or you guys, I you won't be, be presumptuous, okay? There's an open invitation for you to come. I assume we're not doing You Angel You. Kendra, you're more than happy. You're more than welcome. I'm so happy. You're more than happy. I'm welcome. Next episode, we are going to be doing House of the Rising Sun. Uh, Dave Van Ronk did a version of it that Bob Dylan stole that was stolen by the animals. We will listen to all of those. We'll listen to new versions of it. I mean, God, this is a I'm such sure a classic song. That oh, sure, sure. So I've we'll, sang it at karaoke. Jesus Christ! So we're gonna get into what the hell's going on with this song. This is not a Bob Dylan original. This is a cover on his very first record. I'm excited. This is something I don't know a lot about, but I do know the song because it's super famous. Uh, so we'll be back next week um, for House of the Rising Sun off of Bob Dylan, 1962's Bob Dylan. Kendra, awesome. Always a pleasure. Thank I can't you. wait to hang out with you for the rest of the night Thank because you. it's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. yeah. But chair is always open. Oh, top of the morning guest. to you, Daniel. Top of the morning to you, Kelly. It was very nice being on your podcast today. And top of the morning to you. 
Kelly, goodbye. Until next time. Never forget. I said oh. But then again. I said oh. And then again. I said oh. I said oh. I'm in the mood for you. <laughs> <laughs>